Hi, my name is Joel Knox. I'm the senior pastor at the Vineyard Church of Brenham in Brenham, Texas. I'm so glad you're interested in our podcasts. This media is completely free to you, so you can share it with anyone else, however you'd like. Our church is located at 1401 South Bluebell Road in Brenham at the corner of Tom Green Street next to the Bluebell Creamery and across from the Bluebell Aquatic Center. You can also find us on the web at vineyardbrenham.org and on Facebook and Twitter at Vineyard Brenham. Anyway, thanks again for stopping by, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. That was a scene from the movie Patch Adams played by the late Robin Williams. The movie was based on the life of Dr. Hunter Doherty Patch Adams during his years in medical school in the 1970s. He's known for entertaining children who were terminally ill and incorporating laughter as part of treatment for patients who needed, just needed a reason to smile again. Well, I'm continuing our Advent series, Humble King, Royalty Meets Humility in Christmas. And this is the third week of Advent, and as we indicated during our Scripture reading, it's the week of the pink candle, the week of joy. And the title of my message this morning is The Humble King of Joy. Did you know that one of the key characteristics of joy is laughter? Laughter makes us feel good. And it's contagious. In another scene from the same movie, Robin Williams quickly lists the various benefits of laughter for patients to his professor, the guy that was at the, right there at the end. And he does so in very complex medical terms. Well, I started to use that scene, but... I was afraid that Shauna would have a hard time keeping up, so, so I'm taking it easy on her today. But, but just in case you might not be aware, I want to just list just a few of those benefits of laughter in simple layman's terms. First of all, laughter lowers blood pressure. Did you know that? It actually lowers blood pressure. And it also reduces stress hormone levels. If you, if you struggle with stress, what's the last thing that you want to do? Is laugh. But it's possibly the best thing that you can do whenever you're stressed. Laughter improves cardiac health. If you, if you have heart problems... It's good to laugh. It makes your, your heart stronger. It also triggers the, the release of endorphins. Those are the little things that make you feel better. You know, ooh, goosebumps. And it produces just a general sense of well-being. Who knew that, that laughter could be so beneficial? If we could just find a way to be happier... More often, maybe we might get healthier too. 
And I also know if you've laughed a long time, it's, it, it, have you ever laughed so hard that your belly hurt? That's a pretty good exercise. I just wish I could laugh enough to take this off. Well, one of the earliest lessons that I learned in Sunday school came from our pastor's wife. We called her Sister Cook. Her, her name was Sybil Cook. And she was a wonderful, wonderful lady. She went on to be with the Lord a few years ago. She was my Sunday school teacher when I was about four or five years old. And, and I, I learned the 23rd Psalm and the Lord's Prayer in her class. And, you know, I, the thing about kids, you know, you can memorize things. Well, she had all kinds of incentives to help us to learn the, the 23rd Psalm. And I, I, I used to have this, this toothbrush that it, was, it looked kind of like a gun and it clicked and everything. Well, that's what I got for learning the 23rd Psalm. I've never forgotten it, even though I don't have that toothbrush anymore. Thank God. <laughs> but she used to tell us, and she said this all the time, and if I heard it once, I probably heard it at least a dozen times. Happiness is temporary. Joy is eternal. And joy comes from the Lord. Now, you don't have to look too far in our society to see that joy is in short supply in our world today. Even during the holidays. In an article that appeared on the website Consumer Health Day in just last year, it, there's just a few things that I wanted to, wanted to read from it. It said, the number of Americans who say they've taken antidepressants over the past month, this is in 2017, rose by 65% between 1999 and 2014. By 2014, about one in every eight Americans over the age of 12 reported recent antidepressant use. And women are nearly twice as likely as men to be taking these medications. The report found with antidepressants used by 16.5% of females compared to just under 9% of males. Now, I'm not reading these stats in order to, to get down on anybody who struggles with depression. And if you, take, if you take antidepressants, I'm not here to condemn you. I'm just simply pointed out, pointing out, based on the facts and the statistics, people are desperate to find joy. They are. They're looking for it everywhere. And as I already said, it's in short supply in our world. And the pharmaceutical industry is making a killing because of it. And I want us to see that the Christmas story is all about joy. And joy flows out of a heart of humility. In our text from the Advent reading this morning, joy comes cloaked in the humility of an elderly couple, Zechariah and Elizabeth. They, they've discovered that Elizabeth is with child. And so they've kind of gone into hiding because, you know, they didn't want to want to cause too big a scene because, you know, they're just, they're, they're, they're humble people. And so they're hiding away and they're, they're waiting until the, the child will be born. Well, their joy erupts 
whenever Elizabeth discovers that her young cousin is pregnant with a long-awaited Messiah. Luke chapter 1, verse 39. A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea, to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. And at the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her. Ladies, if you've been pregnant, have you ever had your child leap? That's kind of, it can be a painful experience. But it was also really exciting. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And Elizabeth gave a glad cry and she exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb leaped for joy, jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what He said. I mean, this is just genuine excitement, an overflow of joy. And when we read the gospel story, everyone who encounters and receives the humble king and his kingdom experience joy. Now, notice what I said, those that encounter and receive, because there were those who encountered the humble king and they didn't receive him. They condemned him. Whenever he grew up and became a man, they refused to accept the fact that what he said was, was the truth. That he was who he said he was. That he was the Son of God. And those who, who tried to condemn him, those who, who worked to condemn him, did not experience joy at the coming of that kingdom. But those who received him, they became the sons and daughters of God. That's what Scripture tells us. And the kingdom of God always comes with joy for those who are willing to receive the humble king. And notice how Mary responded to this eruption of joy by her cousin Elizabeth. She breaks out into a, to a song. Mary responded, Oh, how my soul praises the Lord! How my spirit rejoices in God my Savior! For he took no notice of this lowly servant girl, and from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One is holy, and He has done great things for me. I want us to see this morning that, that worship flows out of a heart of humility. The proud, the people who are, who are proud... They're often too self-conscious to sing in public. If you ever thought about it, it's like, well, I, I don't want to sing. I don't want someone to, to look at me. I don't want to, want to cause a scene and have someone... They might criticize how I sing. They might, they might not like the sound that comes out of my voice. And... Because of their pride, they're, they're, they're inhibited 
in worship. They're, they're afraid to worship. I, I, don't wanna, I don't want someone to notice. And the proud don't consider their lives to be something that they would offer up as worship. The humble, on the other hand, give from everything that they have. And they're not too proud to sing. And whenever, whenever the feeling hits them, it just comes out. They can't help but sing. The excitement that comes, like Mary, my soul glorifies the Lord. In the movie Elf, I love to quote Buddy when he says, the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Have you ever noticed that whenever you smile at somebody, just a stranger on the street, have you ever smiled at somebody and noticed that they smiled back at you? It, that's kind of how smiling works. It's just kind of contagious like that. Have you ever been in, in public and somebody just starts laughing? You don't know what they're laughing about and you just kind of watch and they're laughing and they continue laughing and then you find yourself just kind of chuckling along like, <laughs> I have no idea what they're laughing at, but this is so funny. You know, some people, you know, my, my dad, when he used to laugh, it was really funny. He, the way he would laugh, he kind of, it's kind of like he just made this kind of squeaking sound. Like, <laughs> And he would bounce. His shoulders would bounce. And it was, it was just so funny to watch. But you see somebody laughing, and, and the next thing you know, you find yourself laughing. And then after a while, it's like, what, did I, what was so funny? Why am I laughing? <laughs> Smiling and laughter. Singing is contagious. If you hear somebody singing and you know the song, isn't it easy just to kind of just start humming along with it? Maybe you don't want them to hear that you're singing along, but you, you, you sing, you know, uh, maybe under your voice, you know, under, just under your breath. Well, when we sing, it releases joy. It's, it's a function of joy in our lives that we sing. Not too many years ago, singing was a corporate thing here in America. Some of you who are a little bit older than me, and I'm not trying to make a, make a, a thing of that, but you remember a time whenever it was, a, it was a big deal to sing your school song. How many of you remember the words of your school song? I remember mine. You know, these days it's kind of hard to get kids to, to sing those songs. You know, they, they teach them to them in school and stuff, but, but it's, it's, it's kind of not a thing anymore. And, you know, it, how many of you knew, I, I didn't know this until my kids got in the band, but, but every branch of the armed forces has their own song. I wasn't in the service, but they have their own song and they have words. And there was a time whenever people used to sing those songs. They sang them together every time there was a parade. And every time there was some kind of public gathering, they would sing. And then companies had jingles, you know, and you, 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 could, you heard that commercial come on, you recognized it right away because of the little tune, or maybe it was the melody, or whatever it was, or certain words. But there's something about a song that just kind of gets lodged inside of us, and it just doesn't go away. The song that we sang this morning, Jesus, We Love You, 
I was kind of teasing Shauna about this, but the first time I heard the song, it was like, I don't want to like that song. <laughs> I have my own thing going on. I don't want to like it. And so she led it that Sunday morning, and you know, and, and, and you might see me make faces while I'm leading worship. Well, I would, I would, I, Danelle's always telling me, fix your face. <laughs> fix your face. Because you, 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 you just can't hide it if, you, if something's going on. I've got this, this thing going on, and I'm up here next to Shauna. And, you know, but anyway, I, 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 I didn't want to like that song. And so I left church, and then we, we went to something that week, and then I, I went over to, uh, to another church for some kind of function, and they played that song again. Well, then, next thing I know, I went into uh, it was at some store someplace, and I heard the song on the radio. It was everywhere. Every time I turned around, somebody's playing that song, Jesus, We Love You. And, of course, it was just my thing. It's not, I, I have nothing against the song, and, and I, I just kind of just had to give up and just, just embrace it. And, you know, so, like, every time I turn around, it's like I want to put that song in the set. But... <laughs> But there, there's, there's just something about a song that just kind of gets on the inside of us, and it sticks. You know, there's, I, I don't know if you've, you've seen this commercial. You know, we're talking about commercials. But there's, there's one that's around town, and, and it's, I, I've never used their services before. They're out of Houston. But it's, it's, a, it's a plumbing commercial, and I don't know if I should even say this in front of Ryan. But, <laughs> but, but they, they have this little jingle. And, and you, I, you could just remember it. Call John, get more. How many of you know that one? 730-2525. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it just sticks. You know, those, the, these, the, the music, the songs, they stick. It, maybe you, you learned how to say your ABCs to a song. Or maybe you learned the, 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 the capitals for all the states to a song. There's just something about singing that pulls things together on the inside of us and just makes us be connected. It connects those loose ends and it helps us to recall the things that we just easily forget. Well, somewhere along the way, we as a culture stop singing. Did you notice? You go to a game today, and there's they, they have someone with, with that, that's on uh, has a microphone, and they and they sing, and maybe it's Faith Hill, you know, one of the most epic national anthems there ever was before a Super Bowl, Faith Hill, or Whitney Houston, and it's become one of those things that whenever we're together in public, we're looking for somebody professional to stand up and sing the song for us. And granted, you know, they're professionals, so yeah, it's going to sound good. But we've somehow lost our voice in the public declaration, in the public edification of our, of our nation, of, of our culture. And the only place that we have left... Where we get to sing together is here in the church. And I've I've really I've talked to the to our team about this this year. I, I've really tried, and some of you, you know, you, you you may not like the songs we do. Some of you may like them. There may be some you like, some you don't like. 
But rather than just throwing a bunch of new songs at you every week, and it's like, well, that, that's a new song. I'm just reading the words, and you know. And then another week is try to do some songs and have some continuity so that you'd get a chance to learn those songs. And then maybe if we do them enough, you might see why we like them. And then again, you may have, have reason that you decided you don't like them. But, but the idea that we sing together whenever we come to, in, in these, this service... You know, I'm not on a microphone so that, so that you can hear me so much as just to lead us in worship together. And the idea of us coming together and singing, Scripture tells us that it's a sweet sound, that, that, it's, that worship is, is a sweet fragrance to our Father in heaven. The singing king, King David, saying in Psalm chapter 5, Let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them sing joyful praises forever. Spread your protection over them, that all who love your name may be filled with joy. And whenever we sing together, the psalmist says that, that the Holy Spirit, the Spirit inhabits the praises of His people. When we sing together, it, it's, it's like we create an atmosphere where the Holy Spirit can work. Because He comes and He, and he, he moves in, the, in our praises. And then in, in that atmosphere, we begin to see the Holy Spirit move and work and, and touch us. We see healing. There, there have been times that, that people have, have testified about being healed just by singing a song in a worship service. Nehemiah said to the people of Israel as they were coming back in, 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 in to take the land, the joy of the Lord is your strength. And that joy comes in the, in the presence of, Lord, of the Lord and in, in, in worship. The humble king ushered in the kingdom of God into our world when, and he brought with it singing, laughter, and joy. I want to encourage you here in, in just, we've just got a couple of weeks now before, before Christmas. I want, I want to encourage you this year to make space not only just to listen to songs. And if you're like, like anybody, you probably have those records that you pull out for the holidays and you, you sit around and you listen to those. And Try singing along to those songs this year. Try singing along whenever you're, you, you hear a Christmas carol out in, in public. And you don't, you don't have to say it out loud and draw attention to yourself, but sing and allow joy to be built up, to, to, to bubble up on the inside this Christmas. Experience the, the spirit of the season this year. Experience the joy that's there for all of us. And take time to spend with your family and friends and laugh Try to find something to laugh about. You might be sitting around looking at each other and making faces. Just take some time to laugh. Make some time to enjoy being with each other. 
And I think this will be one of the best holidays you've ever experienced. My prayer for us this year is that we experience His joy as we celebrate the humble King. Can we stand together this morning?